Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. We are so glad that you are here with us in the presence of the Lord today. It's a special time in our nation as we are moving into the um, Thanksgiving season. I know a lot of you already think it's Christmas. I got my tree up. Don't be hating. We're glad it's Thanksgiving this uh, this coming uh, Thursday, and I hope um, I hope you are able to gather with your family. I hope you are able to gather with your friends. Man, it's been quite the year, and I know uh, that uh, we just need some family time. I hope you are able to do it safely. I hope you are able to to eat and just be together and just uh, fellowship with your uh, with your friends and your family. That's my prayer for you this next week, and that you take a moment over this next week just to offer some thanksgiving to the Lord, because I don't know about you when I think about this year, had it not been for the Lord that was on my side. I don't know where I would be today. I don't know where you would be today. I don't know where this church would be today if the Lord was not on our side. So I just, I, I, want, I want you to carve out some time, especially, I want you to make it a goal this t- t- today. Whenever you get home, open up your phone, set a reminder some point this week just to get some, whether it's 10 minutes or what, 10 minutes just of thanksgiving to the Lord. Whenever you get home today, that's, 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 that's some homework for you. Open up your phone, set a reminder, get your calendar, out, mark it on your calendar. Just take just about 10 minutes and just say, thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done for me this week or this year. And we are so thankful for everyone here. And we just wanted to say thank you just, just, just in some little way that we could for every, every home that's represented here today that's going to be with us for worship. And as you leave today, uh, we have fresh kettle corn for every home. Uh, we got a, Every home is getting a bag as you leave today. We got the regular kettle and we got the caramel kettle corn. We watched it being uh, made yesterday right out of the kettle. They were kind of shocked when I asked for over 60 bags. But uh, I think we may have bought them out, but we blessed some small business up in Fort Payne yesterday. But it, it is fresh for you. It's one bag per house. It'll, it'll feed your entire family, trust me. So as you leave today, our uh, greeters will be out there, and they, you can tell them oh, uh, what kind you want, and they'll give that. We just want to say thank you uh, just for being a part of a legacy church, just for, just for sowing this year, just for being here this year with all of the things that's going on. We just wanted to say thank you for being part of a legacy church. So please know that uh, we're not just giving you popcorn, but it's a little piece of our heart just saying thank you for being a part of Legacy Church today. So I hope that brightens your day and starts your week off great. And also, um, as we do our best to be extra precautious around here during this season that we are in, uh, we um, I've, I've been praying about it. And I wasn't sure exactly what we're going to do, but next week, we understand that a lot of you are going to be around family and friends. We understand you're going to be hugging and kissing on people, and we understand and we understand how it goes. And I encourage you to do all those things safely. So next week, next week, we're going to have online service only just, uh, just, for, just for that one Sunday because I don't ever want to close the doors of our church again for long periods of time. So I'm willing to do next week because I know everybody's going to be around family and hugging and doing all those things that you do with your family. And that's great. I hope you get those opportunities. But next week at 10 o'clock, we'll be um, 
uh, it'll, it'll just uh, just be the, the word or whatever's happening that day at 10 o'clock. So join us that day. It'll be on our Facebook page and it'll be on our Vimeo page. So you can do that uh, next week at 10 o'clock. We're just doing everything that we can. I'm not afraid of it, but I don't want to close my church. Amen. I want it, and I don't want you to get sick or cause anyone else to get sick. So we're just doing our best. So next week, thank you so much for understanding that. We'll be online only at 10 o'clock. Okay. So be sure you do that. Who's ready for the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Get your Bibles out today. You can turn to Matthew chapter three and Matthew chapter four. We'll be there in just a moment, Matthew three and four, but I'm going to start out in Romans chapter 12. But if you want to turn to Matthew chapter three, we will be there. That's going to be kind of where we're really, uh, looking at the scripture there in just a moment. I've been talking about finished. I've been doing this series <clears throat> finished for the last three weeks. This is week four and I'm finishing finished today. Um, and I, I hope this word has really challenged you. Uh, I've heard so many stories. Some of you have sent me text out throughout this last three weeks about what God has really shown you and you've grown through this process and what God is doing through you through this, through this word. And I'm so thankful for that. But I want to wrap that up today with this word on finished. And I'm starting in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And if you've missed any of those messages, uh, you are, can go onto our Facebook page. You can go to our uh, Vimeo page and all those services are on there. So be sure you do that sometime uh, over the next few days. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Renew your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. In order for the church to finish well that we've been talking about, in order for the church to finish strong, in order for the church to be able to run across the finish line of this year and, and, and of life until the trumpet sounds, we, we must understand that we cannot live a life that is simply morally modified. Amen? But we must live a life that has been entirely altered by the word and by the spirit of our God. Can somebody say amen today? Because for far too long, the church has been okay with just being a modified version of the world. We've, 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 we have accepted things of the world and we've adopted those and we've, we, we are getting to the place, I'm talking about the church today, where we find it, it is okay just to be a modified version of the world. But if we desire to finish things well and to finish out to the fullest, we are finding out that the entirely altered lifestyle is the only way for that And as Paul says, that to live that lifestyle, that the key to that is to renew our minds. And it is almost like Paul here is asserting that if you have a good heart, 
you can be a good person. But if you have a good mind, not only can you be a good person, but you can also live a good life and you can live a life that finishes well. Amen? Because how many of you know that just because someone is a good person, that does not mean that they are living a good life according to his word? Because how many times have we found ourselves looking through the paper and we see and we see the arrest record or we hear the news of someone's child being arrested and how many times have we said but they are a good person they came from a good family how many times have we said that but they 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 they, they had a they had a good heart they had good intentions but something went wrong how many times have we said that but it's not enough just to be a good person but God is calling us to live a life that is called good. Amen? And he says that Paul says to do that, we must transform our minds. Paul is saying that the difference between righteous identity and righteous living is the renewing of our minds. He says that whenever you renew your mind, you are in that righteous living. You will then be able to do what? To prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your own life. Because it is one thing for someone to tell you God's will. It is one thing to hear the will of God for your life or to talk about the will, but it's another thing whenever you can actually prove that this is God's will for my life. It's one thing to say, I'm more than a conqueror, but it's another thing to live in a way that proves I am a conqueror, amen? It's one thing to say, no weapon shall be formed against me will be able to prosper, but it's another thing to be able to prove, I told you, no weapon was going to be able to prosper against me. And Paul said, it's not until you get your mind right that you can finish well, and it's not until you renew your mind that you can start proving the Word of God in your life. The mind is powerful. It is the principle of sowing and reaping. What you sow into your mind, you will reap that. You have to be conscious and monitor what you allow to go in and go out. Because I cannot let my mind be inundated with information that is depressing. I will not allow my mind to be inundated with, with, with people and information that is cynical. Amen? I can't allow my mind to be filled with bad reports. I cannot do that. That doesn't mean that I have to isolate myself and hide myself in a bunker and never comes and never come out. It just means that I have to be a spiritual steward of this gift called my mind that God has given me so that I can be more than a conqueror. And sometimes you've got to realize that there are some people I just cannot let in my life in this season. There are some people that I will not talk to on the phone in this season. It's not that I'm stuck up, no, sorry, but, but I just can't let you get in my mind right now because I have a mind where I'm going to finish strong. And if I let your cynical attitude 
attitude in my mind. I'll start to be just like you. I have time for you, but I don't want to give you the key to my mind because if I give you this, then you get all of this. How many of you know when you let somebody in your mind, you not only give them your mind, but you give them your entire being. Whenever you let somebody get in your head, because if I give you this, you've got all of me. And if we continue to let the devil sow weeds in our mind, weeds choke out the wheat in our minds. Amen. And the church is losing a harvest right now in the middle of pandemic because the church's mind is so cluttered with everything else that we cannot focus on the creator who created us. We cannot focus on the one who knew us in our mother's womb. We cannot focus on the creator of life. And you've got to think about what you're thinking about. You better think about what you're thinking about. In Philippians 4, Paul says he's talking to the people about not being anxious. He's talking about them, about having peace. And he says, and he's trying to show the people that you not only get peace from what you pray for, but you get peace by what you think about. Because who here knows that you can be praying right, but be thinking on the wrong things. And Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, worthy, meditate on these things. Let these things continuously be in your mind. Think on these things. Fix your thoughts on these things. Think about what you are thinking about instead of your mind telling you the way that your day is going to be. Sometimes you've got to tell, sometimes you've got to tell your mind, no, this is the way my day is going to be. Sometimes your mind has to tell your day, no, no, no. I know everybody says it's going to be like this, but today, no, no, my day is going to be like this. Why? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. The devil did not make this day. No, but God made this day and the day is we'll be glad in it. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do to change it. I'm going to finish this thing well. I may not control what happens to me today, but I can control how I handle it. Amen. I can't control what is going to be said to me or about me, but I can control how I respond to it. Why? Because I am going to renew my mind. I'm going to finish it well. Why? Because there is authority in my words. There are authority in my words that I'm going to tell my mind, you ain't going there today. You aren't thinking about that thing today. You're not going to let that person steal your joy today. Why? Because there is authority in your words. Do you want to know why so many Christians have lost the authority in their words? Hmm. Why so many Christians don't have power in their voice anymore? Why? Because words may come from your mouth, but they are formed in your mind. And if your mind is not renewed and refreshed, your words have no authority. And you have allowed the authority to be removed not only from your mind, but from your words. When is the last time your words scared a demon to death? Hmm. If you can't remember, it may be because you need to renew your mind. 
Your mind has the ability to stop your praise. Your mind has the ability to stop your praise. Can I get an amen? That's why sometimes, even whenever you come into church, when the Spirit is moving, your mind will tell you to focus on everything else. You've got that roast in the oven. You need to do this. I don't like this. I don't like that person. Blah, blah, blah. And all of these things, things going on in the world, political, and your mind is so heavy whenever you come into the presence of the Lord that it will rob you from, it will rob your praise. It will rob your praise. That's why, that's why whenever you even sometimes even walk into church, you've got to tell your mind, no, I don't care what's happening today. I'm going to praise him. I don't care if they sing my favorite song or what. I'm going to praise him today. I'm going to praise. David knew all about this. David's mind was an emotional roller coaster until finally he wakes up one day and finally has the revelation. I've got to worship. And you can hear David in his writing talking to his brain. He is telling himself, bless the Lord, oh my soul. He is not doing it for a wall decoration. I believe he was standing there looking at himself saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul soul and all that is within me, I don't care how your day goes, you are going to bless his holy name. A lie is not going to stop my praise today. Disappointment's not going to stop your praise today, David. Why? Because everything that is within you is going to praise the Lord today. Because when I think about the Lord and all that he's done for me, when I set my mind upon him, when I renew my focus on him, when I think about the Lord, and all that he's done for me, it makes me want to shout this morning because it renews my focus on what he has done for me. When I refresh my memory, I can't help but praise him. Your cell phone gets tired whenever you've got all the apps open. And manually, you have to go through and close, 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 close. Close. You are entering, this, this year has been a year where people aren't making it mentally because they have too many apps open in their mind. And the only app you need open in your mind right now is the Holy Word of the Lord mixed with the little Holy Ghost. And whenever you get those things operating in your mind and you focus on Him, you have the ability to finish what God has started in your life. Look at the way the devil works. Matthew chapter 3. Look at the methods that Satan uses to keep God's plans and keep God's people from finishing well. Matthew chapter 3. These are the last two verses there. Chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. It says, when he had been baptized, Jesus... Jesus is coming upon the scene. He's been prophesied over. There have been dreams about him, visions, and now he was born, and now you really don't hear from him for a while, but then he's coming back on the scene and he's being baptized. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up, came up, somebody say up, immediately from the water and behold the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God coming down someone say down descending like a dove and alighting upon him baptism is about taking it public baptism we're going to have a baptism service here in a few weeks coming up and it's all about taking what is in here 
and making it public for the world to see. It's about when whatever comes down, it is the old person being submerged and the new person coming up. There is something about taking your relationship out of its religious closet and putting it out in the public that excites our God. Amen. There is something about not being a closet Christian and coming out being a public worshiper that excites our God. And in this day, it's really not in this day of social media. How many of you know that it's not official until it's it's been made public. How many of you know? I've seen some of you out there dating and I thought, mm, something's going on. But then it became public and I was like, I knew it. All of a sudden, it's not, it's not, everybody's been stalking, everybody's been talking about your relationship. But now it's public. Now we can stop talking and moving on to somebody else. Say, man, that's the way that it works. And now it's really not, it's really not official until it's made public. And this is just some free advice for some of you, for some of you ladies out there. This has nothing to do with the word today, but if your man won't make it public, if he won't be seen with you out in the public, don't be doing anything with him in the private. Come on, somebody that'll preach to somebody today. There is something about making a relationship public that excites the Lord. When you go public with your faith, you go down one way, but come up another way. He came, he came up. He came up from the water and the Holy Spirit came down. He came up. The Holy Spirit came down. The Spirit gave him even more power to get through the next few years. The Spirit, he came up. The Spirit came down to give him even more power to get to the cross. And whenever you come up from your old way, God will send something down on you to help you to finish. Isn't that a promise of his today, somebody? Whenever you step up, the Holy Spirit will come down on you. Whenever you get up in the morning, you need to look at yourself and say, guess what, self? You are up. Now, God, I need you to come down on this vessel. I got up today. Spirit, I need you to come down on me right now. Why? Because there is somebody at my work that gets on my last nerve. And if I don't have the Holy Ghost, I'm going to talk in a real known tongue to them. But God, I need you to come down right now. I got up. I need you to come down right now. How many of you today got up this morning and said, God, I got up. Holy Ghost, I need you to come down on me. It is the renewing of your mind. Whenever you get up, the Spirit will come down. Woo, that's a word for somebody today. He got up. He sent it down. That's why you need to be filled with the Spirit every single day of your life. Whenever you get up, God, I need you to come down. He was being baptized. And in verse 17, suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He says, this is my beloved son. Talking about the mind now. This is my beloved son. That's the last verse. Turn the page or swipe right. Guess what? Matthew chapter 4. The next verse. The Lord just says, this is my beloved son. The next verse, which is actually a new chapter, says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Some of you can't go 40 minutes without snacking. I can tell by looking at you. 
I'm that way, but you can't tell this. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. 40 days without anything. He was hungry. And in verse 3, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, hmm, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Three verses before, he says, God says, you are my son. Three verses later, the devil's saying, uh, if you are. Three verses before, you, do you see the mind game that the devil is playing here? Three verses before, God says, you are my beloved son, and I am pleased with you. Three verses over here, he's saying, uh, you really don't look like the son. You wouldn't be hungry if you were the son of God. If you are. Three, you are over here. If you are. G get this in you today. The devil comes and engages Jesus in the very area that he was just affirmed in. Whenever you are saved, the Lord looks down on you and says, you are my child. And the rest of your life, the devil is saying, you ain't a child of God. You have no authority. All of our lives, we are in this same boat here. And this is the exact same picture of what is happening to us today. This is the exact same picture of what is happening to the church today. Jesus hears the Father say, you are my son and I am pleased. Jesus had not even performed a miracle yet. He had not even been to the cross yet. And God was already saying, you are my son and I am pleased with you. How could God be pleased if he had not even done, of these, done, done any of these things yet because God is not a God that is concerned with your performance. He's more concerned about your relationship. He comes, the devil comes and engages Jesus in the very area that Jesus just heard a word in. Wow. Listen. Learn the devil's tactics this is a tactic straight from hell. The devil will always engage you in the area you heard the word in. Where do you process words? In your head. You may hide them in your heart, but you process words in your head. So guess what? So you may hear a word today, but tomorrow the devil will make you question that validity for your own life. You may hear, I am the head and not the tail, but tomorrow you'll be thinking, no, I feel like the tail. You may, you may hear, greater is he that is within me than he that is within this world, but by the end of the week, you're thinking, no, this world is far greater than my God is. You may gain peace that passes all understanding today, but you, then you will find yourself stuck and not able to finish because you lose it. Because the devil always attacks in the area where the word is processed and the word is processed in your mind. Why is mental illness one of the highest illnesses in our nation? Yes, there's some medical things there. But it doesn't help that the devil is after your mind. Why now do we have more preteens on medications for their mind and anxiety? Because the devil is trying to destroy a generation before they can get to a place of seeing the harvest. 
It is about the mind. Why? Because why, why, why does he want your mind? Because the devil realizes that if you ever start believing in the word, the devil understands if you ever start believing in the word, the devil knows the power of the word of the Lord. He understands the power of your praise, but he is scared about the power of the word. Why? Why does he want in your mind? Because he realizes that if you ever start leaning on the word of the Lord, it's going to be hard for him to defeat you. Because something he realizes, if you ever start leaning on the word more than you are leaning on your fear, that there is something big about to happen to your life. And the devil is after your mind so you can't finish this year well. The devil has rules of engagement, and these are his rules of engagement. Every time God gives you something, he attacks that area. Every time a word comes in your spirit, the devil is after that word. But you not only need to know the devil's rules of engagement, but you need to take note of God's rules of engagement. Because guess what? Every time, every time that the devil spoke to Jesus, he talked back to the devil. Mm. Talk back. Jesus talked back. I know your mama said it wasn't nice to talk back. Jesus talked back to the devil. But the church has got to learn to talk back to the devil if you're going to finish this thing. You've got to learn. If you're going to win the battle of your mind, if you're going to finish this year, if you're going to finish the race of life well, every time that the devil engages you, you must talk back to the devil. Can anyone agree? Because the atmosphere of your mind, the atmosphere of your day, the atmosphere of this year will be dependent upon who you let have the last word. Mm. You let the devil have the last word before you get to work, you're going to have a bad day. So every time he causes doubt, talk back. Every time he questions your joy, you talk back. He'll talk, he'll talk you out of the sanity of your mind if you let him. He'll talk you out of your marriage if you let him. He will talk you out of your life if you don't talk back to the devil. Get some boldness in you and talk back. Talk back to the devil. Quit letting the devil be the only one that talks to you. And in this hour, I see everybody online talking about how pastors need to have boldness. You better pray for your pastor. I'm looking for a pastor that's going to preach the end times. I'm looking for a pastor with some boldness. Yes, we need somebody to speak out and we need somebody to preach truth. Yes, you do. But when is the last time you spoke out? When is the last time you preached the word? When is the last time you led somebody to the cross? When is the last time you were the light in the place of darkness? You can pray for your pastor, but you better pray for some boldness to come up on you if you want to finish this thing well. Woo. When is the last time you did it? Because you know what? So many people are wanting their leaders to have boldness so they don't have to. Mm. 
God is calling not only the pastors, but he's calling the church to boldness and to know the devil's rules of engagement. And he's telling the church, you better start talking back. I mean, just look at what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4. From the very beginning, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Verse 3, he says, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to come bread. Verse 4, he said, no, 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 no. You ain't, no, 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 no. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Back up, devil. The devil, verse 5, the devil, guess what? The devil took him up. Hmm. The devil set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, well, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. He brought him up a level. And then Jesus said to him, no, 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 no. It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. No, 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 no. You ain't getting the last word on this. And then what did the devil do? Again, the devil took him up to an even more exceedingly high mountain. Do you see what's happening? He was elevating him. Do you want to know why so many people who get elevated fall from the Lord? Mm. I have watched over the last four weeks, six well-known people in the church fall because they got so high that they lost their mind. Because the devil right here said, Jesus, see all of these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me? They lost the focus in their mind because of everything that they could see. And there it was. And the, but guess what? Then Jesus said to him, no, 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 no. We ain't doing this, devil. I'm tired of you getting the last word. You ain't, no, 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 no. You ain't doing that, devil. Then he looked at him and said, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him and him only you shall serve. Verse 11, then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The devil left him. Why? Because he kept on talking back to the devil. How many of you would like the devil to leave you? Could it be the devil hasn't left you because you ain't talking back to him? Mm. Could it be that the devil left and angels came? The devil left and angels came. The devil left and angels came. The devil left and angels came. Jesus stepped up and said, no, 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 no. And guess what? God sent his angels down. Jesus stepped up. God sent his angels down. Jesus said, no, but you're not having the last word. He got up. The angels came down. He stepped up. God sent his angels down. While the devil cannot stand it whenever you talk back, guess what? Angels love it whenever you start talking back because as soon as you start talking back, guess what? They get their wings ready. They start stretching. They get their swords ready and they gather. It's like they build a fence. They, they 
they just build a wall around your mind. They get it all ready and they say, no, 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 devil, you ain't getting in his mind today. Can somebody agree with me? Angels come and they're like, here we are. And they're here we are. And they are gathered around and they say, no, 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 no. He's talking back. There's some authority in him. He knows the devil's tactics and he knows how to engage him. And angels come down whenever you start standing up because if you want to gain something in the spirit, you've got to maintain this as in your mind. Get upon your feet with me today. You've got to maintain whatever it is you're going to gain. And you do that by maintaining your mind. I'm sick and tired of the devil winning against Christians in their head. I am tired of it. I'm tired of the devil telling, I'm tired of you receiving something on Sunday, but on Monday you have lost it. Because where you are processing that word, you have allowed the devil to get in. God is saying, you know what? You are a victor. You are. You're not a, 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 a warrior. You are a warrior. And at some point, the church has got to take back mm, what the devil has stolen from them. Can I get an amen from somebody in this house today? At some point, the church has got to get sick and tired of losing. That in their mind, they say, we are going to win this thing. The church, churches in our city, you walk in this morning and there's no joy to be found because the devil has caused a bunch of Christians to settle. Can I get an amen this morning? He's caused them to say, no, no, no. Granny did it that way. Peepaw did it this way. Great granny did it this way. We're gonna sit here and we're gonna sing our three songs. Nobody's gonna raise their hand. Pastor's gonna get up and do 30 minutes. Nobody's getting saved today. I'm tired of that church and I need a church that can agree with me. The church has got to start talking back to the devil right now. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet hey, well, I went to the enemy's camp And I took back what
churches in this city and around this nation depressed today. Renew the minds of your people because whenever we step up you will pour something down and I pray over every house in this church today God. Lord as they leave this place May it be like fire shut up in their bones, oh God. 
May their minds be renewed by your spirit today. And with the people who are watching on live stream and listening to podcasts today, God, I pray even where they are right now that they feel a spirit that is energizing them and it is telling them it is time to finish this thing well. It's time for the church to rise up and stand because whenever we get up, you will pour your spirit down. The devil does not have the last word, church. Today, this season that you have been in, that has been like a plague on your life, I hear God saying the last words, it is finished. Will you just raise up your hands today and receive this word and let his presence come down today. God, I thank you. I pray as we leave this Thanksgiving season, God, I pray, God, you keep everyone safe out of harm's way as they are traveling, God. Put put hedges of protection around them. God, I am praying, God, that we get to be with our families. God, but I am praying, Lord, that we do it in a smart way, Lord, and I pray that no one gets sick. I pray that sickness will never enter this house again, oh God. I am declaring it right now, oh God. Bind us together with strong cords of love that cannot be broken. And as we leave today, remind us to love God, love people, and let's leave a legacy. Can we put our hands together one more time and thank God for his presence today? Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church podcast. For more information, visit LegacyChurchRome.org.